back confidently and took your podcast listeners to another wonderful episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. I am so fucking excited about this episode. Dear confidants, if you are wondering why the sound sounds a little weird or the room looks a little bit different, it is because I am currently doing this podcast in my plastic surgeon's office. <laughs> Dr. Nima of EOS Rejuvenation, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kelsey. I'm so jazzed to do this episode. I think what you do is so fascinating. And before I jump into my questions, I want to like kind of blow up your spot a little bit and give you a big shout out that the reason I started coming to you years ago mm-hmm. was because I could not find any doctor, any plastic surgeon, Beverly Hills, all over these fancy towns, that would touch my face after all the traumatic surgery I've had. And I came in here ready to do my big old song and dance of please help me, I'm in pain. And you just went, yeah, no problem. Let's do it. I can help you. (laughs) So you are like a good dude. So I just want to shout you out that like you have a very special place in my heart of a doctor who listens and is very compassionate. Why are you such a good person? I mean, (laughs) one, it makes my job fun and interesting. I mean, when someone comes in and you're doing the same thing over and over again, like, what's the fun in that? Yeah, it's like, how many boob jobs can you do before you get bored of seeing boobs? Exactly. (laughs) Maybe not that many. But, but, you know, a case like yours, is Mm. it's, like, fun for me. Like, when Mm. people come in, and especially when I do, like, revision surgery, revision rhinoplasty, uh, people come in who um, have had more than one surgery before Mm. and, like, is a lot of hand holding, but mm. I, I love it. I don't know. It's just part of my personality. I think it's like yeah. what I'm built for. And yeah. and really, I think this is what makes the human aspect of your job fulfilling. Just like yeah. you, right? It's not like about the fame and whatnot, <laughs> right. but it's about like get to a meet a bunch of cool fame. people. Yeah. Just kidding. That part's <laughs> nice though, yeah. Well, no, I think, I mean, I want to shout out your accolades a little bit. So you've, you own your own business, EOS Rejuvenation. You have a surgery center in your office. So you actually do all your surgeries here. So you're not only like, a doctor who can do injections and stuff like that, but you're actually like performing major surgeries next door in your office. You've done nearly 6,000 facial procedures. You were voted by Patient's Choice Awards as one of America's most compassionate doctors. Just like you said, yeah. You're like, (laughs) you have an award for being kind to patients, which is like unheard of in the world I come from. But my favorite is that you are known for your nose jobs. Mm-hmm. You're the nose job doctor. If a bitch in LA is getting a <laughs> nose job, she's coming to see Dr. Nima. How did you, okay, for like, how did you get into plastic surgery? And then more specifically, why noses? <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. Plastic surgery, you know, people come in like young people, mm-hmm. that, you know, I think on your podcast, you you probably have your fans who might be a little indecisive or anxious about like what they want to choose, what they want to do. And I knew I wanted to be a doctor. And then I just go down this like little path of like, well, I know I wanted to be a surgeon. And then, but I don't want to work a surgeon's hours, like trauma surgery out, mm. orthopedic surgery out, north, neurosurgery out. Mm. I don't want to deal with like genitalia. Like I don't want to be looking at like <laughs> dick all day. That's like OB. That's my yeah. dream, just staring at dick all day and you're like, mm, hard pass. No, that's okay for me. Yeah. And it led me down this like head and neck surgery path. Mm, and on top of that, neck. yeah, so it's like ear, nose, and throat. To be a nose surgeon, you do ear, nose, and throat surgery first mm. in general. Right. Um, and on top of that, like I, I really love pe- taking care of people's quality of life. You know, like. Girl. 
you know, preach. Yeah. You, you, like, I was sick of like people coming in and like they don't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. They're drinking and smoking and not exercising mm-hmm. and like fix me. And then they just go and do the same thing right. over again, right? And it's like ruining, it's like putting a piece of art in like a crack house. Yeah. It's like that's not going to look good and no one's going to notice. Yeah. And, and it's not for me. Like, right. imagine like trauma surgery. You have come in and you have like a drunk driver who just like <laughs> smashed into somebody and you're like, Oh, I, I have to give you like some comfort medications to make oh. sure you're and and like I don't want to be in that position, you know. And how, like, do, how do you even separate? Because obviously you have a very empathic and compassionate nature, and as a surgeon, how do you separate that emotion to patients? Like, you know, how do you not cry when people come in like me? Like, oh my god, <laughs> this is the thirtieth doctor I've been to this month. <laughs> like, do you have a self-preservation like? Do you have to have that to be in your field? I mean, you you have to you have to keep it chill, right? Like in, <laughs> in like an emergency, the first thing you got to do is like calm down. Yeah. They say like the first thing you do in an emergency is check your own pulse. You know. Oh, take yeah. care of yourself. Your flying mask before the other yeah. persons or whatever flight attendants say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like something I tell my wife. Sometimes my wife freaks out a little too yeah. quickly. I'm like, before you do anything, you got to like relax. So you got to right? be chill factor major yeah. as a surgeon. I think go back to your breath. Like I know you're. Ooh, yes, I love that shit. Always just if if you're ever like you know like you're freaking out, like do something physical, which is yeah. usually like your breath or yeah, get out of your own head. Yeah, go for a walk totally. if you need to. Yeah. So I skipped the question about how did you get specifically Plastic famous surgery. for nose oh, nose noses, jobs? Yes, yeah. Because nose jobs are crucial. If you fuck up a nose job, that's hard to fix. Absolutely, yes. It's and you can't hide it. Like it's right. not you can't hide it with clothes, right. you can't hide it with hair. It's like right in the center of your face. Right. And the crazy thing about a nose job is that like people don't go around unless you're thinking about a rhinoplasty, like, oh you have a nice nose. Mm. Most of the time if you do a good job, it's like, Oh, you have pretty eyes or you I really like your cheeks. It. Yeah. It just, but if you got a bad nose, that's the first thing people notice. That's the first yeah. Jackson. Yes, R. Yes. R. <laughs> or something. I don't, know. I don't really care about you. Um, so okay, so you open up your own practice when and how did you see your career take off what made you like so much more special than the others <laughs> it's my compassion yeah. mm. I'm probably Where's no the uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding it's uh, a practice opened in 2010 so it's like my 10th okay. year in practice and you know just started like going out and meeting people i'm not from la originally just from? like you i'm originally from san diego oh, okay but i did my training in wisconsin and oh. jersey and then i ended up coming out here okay. and um were just, you like i want to go to la because plastic surgery yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? Like, chase the money. Come to, yeah, come get your bag. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, you know, if you're gonna like throw your like hat in the ring to be a plastic surgeon, why not mm-hmm. go to Beverly mm-hmm. Hills? You know. Yeah, this, absolutely. Like being in this area, you have to be good, or else it's like me trying to be an actor in Wisconsin. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna why would you go thing. there? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just like a constant hustling, like good customer service, mm. and then really good results. Like you can mm. be super nice, but if you couple that with amazing Shitty results and happy out. people, <laughs> yeah. yeah, then then that's it. And then. You just got to be careful too. Like you pick the right person, things like that. Obviously. Yeah, because there's a lot of plastic surgeons in this area. I mean, like Starbucks, it's on yeah. every corner. So for listeners who are even thinking about plastic surgery, whether it be like in my case where they don't even know that doctors like you can help people like me, or they're like, I want to get rid of this fucking insecurity. How do you tell patients that they should look for the right doctor? Um, online is a great place because you can research so many things at once, Pictures, right? Baby. Yeah. 
pictures, reviews. I love Real Self. I think Real Self is a great. What like, is that? I saw the, that on your website. Yeah, it's it's. Imagine it's like a social media just for plastic surgery. So, oh, it's like Yelp for plastic surgery. Yeah, like you can see and talk. But even and, better, yeah. People like will write their journeys. They'll post their pictures. You can ask questions of other members. I didn't even know that. Yeah, That's and doctors can go and answer questions. I should get on there and blow up your spot. Probably is that? How you, I thought that's how you found me, but no, I no, guess not. I think my mom found you, right? Oh, really? I have to go take a look. It's been so long. I feel uh, like my mom came here to get something done, and she yeah. was like, you should go see this guy. He was really nice. And I was like, why? Every plastic surgeon I go to just tells me they're not going to touch it. They'll do my like neck or whatever, or maybe my eyebrows, but they're not going to do what I really jaw, want, which yeah. is the jaw stuff. So let's talk a little bit about how doctors like you can help people in chronic pain. Because I think... When people turn on this episode or see the title, they might think like, oh, this is a guy who just makes a ton of money off of women's insecurities. And that's like a gross business. And like you and I are super real with each other. We talk about like everything when I come in here. But I feel like I've never talked to you about like the politics of plastic surgery or like Mm -hmm. maybe the the shadowy side of it. What people are like, especially with this body positivity wave that's happening it's amazing but are you like oh no my business is going down or like can you maybe explain a little bit about how you're not just doing cosmetic stuff like how can people like maybe the stuff with the migraines like tell me a little bit about that kind of stuff okay um i think a couple things one when it comes to like body positivity mm-hmm. um this is not for someone to make them happy. This is mm. like you're already happy with yourself. There's something you don't like about yourself and you're just doing a little tweak mm. to, to make just better yourself, That's really. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I think the best analogy are like our braces. You know, like mm. braces for the most part are not medically necessary. Right. But, you know, I, after I had my braces, I was smiling a lot more. I was more confident. I mean, I don't think that makes me more shallow. No. You know? No, it's just a little like, it's just a little boost. Yeah. A little bump. Exactly. A little, a little bump. bump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. This is not that. This is not that episode. So yeah. So that's a really good point about. Can you tell when someone comes in and you're like, they're never going to be happy because they're just not happy on the inside? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can't tell afterwards, like mm. you know, because you meet someone in like 30 minutes, and surgery especially is like a marriage. Like mm. you're meeting someone in like one date. And like when you operate on someone, they're kind of your patient. That's for permanent. a long time. Yeah, yeah. But with fillers. It happens. I mean, and it comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. One is like if you're repeating yourselves, then mm-hmm. you're not communicating, and that's probably Ooh, not a good person because right, right. you just keep saying the same thing. I do. We're not communicating right. with each other, right? So, like, when you consult with someone and they're telling you, like, this is what I don't like. I don't really know what to do about it, but I just like I hate my this. I feel like that's what I always come in. I'm like, oh, get rid of this, like, blah, blah. and you're just like, oh, this can fix it. Do you start? pretty uh conservatively or are you like nah bitch your nose is fucked up you need a nose job. like how do you dole out your is it called a diagnosis like or your opinion right yeah yeah like it's your opinion yes, at the yes. end of the day yeah yeah right yeah yeah so you're really an artist it does boil down like that i think so like Whoa. the more that i think about it i don't want to like oh i'm an artist and being egotistical. well i can say that yeah. you don't have to thank you thank you're a you. good guy we know you thank have the you. award yeah <laughs> Um, it depends on the person. Some people want to start conservatively. Like you have to build some trust, Mm. you know, like if they're coming in, like, let's try a little bit, like, I don't want to be frozen. They have Mm. all these 
weird misconceptions about Botox or mm-hmm. filler. Like mm-hmm. they think you come one trip and all of a sudden you look like you plastic, know, plastic, and look fake. Yeah, the Beverly Hills mom that yeah. you don't want. Yeah, and um, it takes some reassurance. Like they they do a little bit. They're like, I like that, and they mm-hmm. keep coming in, and then you know you you build on on top of that. Yeah, yeah. and I I like what you just said about uh, uh, the conservativeness of. Like when someone comes in and you kind of have to build that trust with someone. Yeah. Do you ever lose trust with people? Like, do you as a doctor ever go like, I can't fix this? Yeah. I mean, there there are either like times where like, I know I can't make them happy. Mm. Um, So I might... But you kind of have to eat it a little bit. You're like, um, I don't think I have the skill set to do that. Oh, you know? And you're like, go see my friend over here at yeah. this doctor, get away. Or something like, yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're just like very adamant and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, want to get a second opinion mm-hmm. and then, you know, maybe they're better than me. And, yeah. And the, second opinions, I think you should do no matter what. Yeah. Even if you really like, like when I met you, I was like, oh my God, he's the best dude. Just inject me because I was so <laughs> excited. But I had seen literally probably 30 plastic surgeons. Yeah. That was your 31st opinion. Yeah. yeah. 31st <laughs> opinion. So when uh, we are talking about the politics of plastic surgery, and I have to imagine in the last five years with Instagram and Snapchat filters and just the boom of social media that that had to have an effect on your business. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, good and bad. I think, Mm. um, you have people who come in sometimes with unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. I know this is not real, but can you do this for me? Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) That's not real. Yeah. Mm. Um, or when people come in and they show me like a nose that's completely like makeup done up Mm. and you know, Breaking that down, I'm like, you can make a nose look half the size with makeup, right? <laughs> right, Like, especially totally. narrowing the nose. Yeah. Um, We're con artists. Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> the other, the darker side of it is um, there's a lot of, like, misinformation and mismanagement, like, and marketing. And there's a lot of money at stake because mm-hmm. it's, you know, aesthetics Very is, like, multi-billion dollar right. industry. And you have people who will show, like, immediate before and after results, which are fun to show, but that's not true. Right, because those are straight out the surgeon's office, like no bruising, no, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect at that time. It is just the right amount of swelling. It's really like you need to see a final result for, you know. And you have to be careful that it's easy to Photoshop results too, which I'm sure, or head position, you know, like someone comes in and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, my neck is tighter, look. And they just lift their head up. They just lift their head up a little bit. That's the before and after. I've also seen where on before and afters, the before is like no makeup, yeah. dark lighting, <laughs> super fucking shadowy. And then the after is like a ring light and the bitch has eyeliner on. And I'm yeah. like, you, you're not thinking about that when you're just like desperate to change something that you hate about yourself. you like, you don't think about those darker sides yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. and that's, that's where your research comes in. Your reviews mm. have to like, wow, that doctor has a lot of great before and after photos, but his reviews suck. And like, are, is it about his personality which is one thing you know some yeah. doctors are just bedside don't have a bedside manner but if you see the reviews are like I'm botched I'm botched I'm botched and but all of his mm-hmm. before and afters look great it's like, it's like what's yeah. you know what's thankfully that's rare I mm-hmm. think but I don't know let's talk a little bit about people that go outside of America to get surgeries done because of the cost a lot of questions I had from viewers were about the prices of things and mm-hmm. I was like Girl, you just got Google it. Like, just go look at his price sheet or something. But that's the first thing that comes to mind when I know that I'm coming here. Even though, like, I make a decent living and I have support and stuff for 
uh, chronic pain care. Like my Botox gets covered a lot by my insurance. And you know, then we just kind of like squeeze a little extra in. But a lot of people go like, what the fuck? I can't afford that. I have a nine to five. I'm a middle America person. I'm not a Beverly Hills mom with millions of dollars. So they turn to alternative surgeries that can, you know, we hear those horror stories about how they ended up with foreign objects in their bodies and gosh, just watch botched on E and you'll see what I'm talking about. But what do you, what say you about all of that? Because then it's like the Brazilian butt lift was invented in Brazil. So people should go to Brazil to get a butt lift, but then Could there's be. also, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a complicated question it, to, to say that there aren't qualified surgeons in other countries. It would be very, trash. yeah, yeah. Oh, you have to come to America, especially yeah. Beverly Hills. No, that's, no. Um, if you do your research, there's plenty of very well-qualified surgeons out there. It's just, you just have to keep in mind if something goes wrong that you, you know, might have to stay there a little bit longer. Mm. Complications happen yeah. anywhere. Um, and just make sure it's not too cheap. Like, you know, if, when it's too cheap, you know, the, it's like getting a cheap yeah, tattoo. Yeah. I mean, you're cutting corners somewhere. Like you don't want it to be for your medical care. Right. You know? And I think when people think of like cosmetics, they are not considering it like a, they're considering it like Botox and fillers and you're not realizing that like, no, when you have surgery, that's trauma to your body. You need time to heal. You need an aftercare plan. Like I know that there's all these hot uh, treatments coming out that are like walk out the same day yeah. and like the miracle fix. But I think if you're looking into, you know, like liposuction or tummy tuck or boob job, like you have to prepare that you're going to have downtime and you need someone to help take care of you. And it's a big process no absolutely and in general the bigger the result the more the downtime mm. in general so like if you're having minimal downtime you're probably gonna have minimal results yeah in general yeah so what are some things that you do at this practice that like you're super proud of um well i love revision rhinoplasty and rhinoplasty this is my so two you favorite procedures take someone's fucked up nose from someone else's mistake and revise it you like that. It's an awesome feeling. It, the, the, the look on their face when they have a really nice result. Like you can imagine like, okay, you're disappointed once. That's, that's heartbreaking. The second time it happens is uh, like your mind is like really traumatized yeah. or something like that. Right. Cause yeah. you're like, this is going to be it. And, and I have a, a, like when people have more than two rhinoplasties, it's really like stressful for Damn them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I like to like, that's my, that I'm compassionate. I like to, <laughs> I really like helping people. I like bettering themselves, not right. just physically. I mean, when people come in and we've talked also, it's, mm -hmm. it's about like just being a better person, how to live your life better. Quality of life. Yeah. When you said that, that's like, and, and people don't think of plastic surgery for that. Like they're not thinking, that's not their first go-to. They're thinking of uh, physical therapy or like a very specialty doctor and Honestly, like when I came in here, I, I was like, maybe I'll just get some Botox and walk out the door. <laughs> and then you did all this crazy shit to my masters and I learned from you. I really learned like the name, the sterdoclonomastoids, <laughs> the SCMs, like all these muscles and stuff. And so I have to ask, do you ever get fucking nervous about cutting into a human's body? What the fuck is your job? That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. You are fucking with someone's face. You are cutting someone's face. That's crazy. Yeah, my family asks me that a lot all the time too. Yeah, it and my like, friends, yeah. Fuck you up mentally. At first, are you a little yeah. psychotic? Do you have yeah, to be a little, a little psychotic to do this? A lot, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy thing that you do. Yeah. Do you realize that? Like, do you ever take time to like meditate and be like, holy fuck? sometimes again you can't let it freak you out okay, and that's sorry i don't yeah. want to freak you out right before you give me botox yeah. <laughs> 
But there are times where like, mm, I don't I hope that comes out okay. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. I mean, like, it's yeah. not like often, but, you know, you, you just never know how the human heals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, we're not computers, you know, right. you don't push the button and all of a sudden like a one comes up all right, the time. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, I mean, I, cutting into people, like, it's, you're, you're led by the hand from a medical student, mm-hmm. as a resident, you're supervised, so by the time you do it on your own, you've done it like, Right, two thousand times. Well, that's comforting, yeah. At least, so when you are meeting again, let's go back to like someone comes and they're doing a consultation. I kind of wanted you because I know you're not the person that's gonna like mark up my face and be like, "This is what the standard of beauty is." But I do kind of want you (laughs) to look at my face and tell me things (laughs) that like maybe someone coming in for the first time would be like, you know, I'm a blank canvas. Do whatever you want to make me look better. Like, what would you do to me? That's a loaded question. <laughs> I, you know, like, it's so rare that I actually feel comfortable telling people exactly but what I think. this is yeah. the no filtery podcast where you got to just... That doesn't mean we have feelings. We don't have feelings, you know? Like, I barely have any left. And look, and look, Kelsey, there's things that people... There, some people come in and they have like wrinkles all over, but they hate like this one. And yeah. they're like, if you fix that, then my confidence then goes like happy. this. And that's what this is about. It's not about mm. like, what can I fix? It's about you and Aww. how you can be a better person, how you feel yeah. more comfortable. Really? So you don't look at it as like a blank piece of paper and then you're just taking your pen like... <laughs> no, why? I and mean, it's... That's horrible. That's not yeah. your job. Your yeah. job is like... To, I guess, take people's unhappy things and make them happy things. And I, and I get that a lot. Like, I, I get people who come in on their second or third opinion and, you know, oh, these other two rhinoplasty surgeons said I need to get a chin implant. I never thought about getting a chin mm. implant. And I'm like, well, if it doesn't bother you, then don't get it. Like, right. You, know, you, know, you don't need to push that stuff well, on people. I've been to other doctors before that the language is tricky where I've heard doctors say things like you'd be a great candidate for yeah. insert thing. And it's like a backhanded compliment. Cause you're like, <laughs> Oh, I'd be a great candidate. <laughs> but for like, I-, I felt pushed a little bit by some doctors and luckily I'm loud and bossy. So I have no problem being like, I'm not doing that today, but have you seen or heard of where like, it's a bit persuasive where someone comes in wanting one thing done and they walk out. With something else, I've definitely, I've definitely heard that. Like, and I've had people come in and like I walk in wanting lips, and I come out like cheeks under eyes, and like I don't, this is not what I wanted. I'm mm. not happy because mm. really, you're just trying. It's customer service and satisfaction. Mm. It's I have people who have done like, like a perfect rhinoplasty, and they're unhappy, right. you know. And I mean, it's perfect. It just looks just like the morph, etc. I've had people who have imperfect results, and they're happy, super happy. Mm. So. The technical part is is a good portion of it, right. but it's not everything. Right. Because you know? it really is about like being in the room with someone. Yeah. So what would you say then for listeners who like maybe don't like something about themselves, but love themselves? Because that's like step number one from Dr. Beam. He says you have to love yourself first because he can't fix the inside. I cannot. I'll well, try, but of. I can't. You can go inside. We can talk a little bit. That's what we do. <laughs> it's, it's part therapy. It's therapy. Yeah. 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 So step one is like love yourself. Step two, identify the feature, right? Like, yeah. do you want someone to come in and be like, this is what I want? Or do you want someone that would rather come in and be like, here's my imperfection. Like, what would you do? What's your medical professional opinion? I want to know the deepest, darkest Ooh. insecurities. <laughs> this is, do you have a lot of tears and tissues in this room? <laughs> it's right over there. Yeah. Yeah. Of you course, have tissue yeah. boxes everywhere. That's for tears of joy. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, there you oh, go. I look so good. I yeah. Look so there good. you go. Yeah, That's yeah, a good yeah. spin. So then what's the next step? Like, 
let's talk maybe about procedures in the room because there's two types, maybe more you can tell me. There's the procedures in the room like fillers and Botox and then there's you're going on this. Yeah. So what do I need to prepare for when I'm doing something in the room? And then we'll talk about going to surgery center. So sure. tell me about this. I think like the non-surgical treatments like Botox and fillers, especially when you're coming to see someone like me for the first time, have an idea of what you want, especially mm. if you're very nervous about feeling judged. If mm. you can lead the conversation to like, this is mm. what bugs me, then you'll kind of shield yourself from a little bit too much criticism. If right. that's Because a lot of people are afraid of that. That's Absolutely. what I hear, right? That's why they're here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or they're afraid of being like, oh, the plastic surgeon is going to pick me apart, oh, right? Oh, right, right, right. Um, so have an idea of what you want and then... Um, beforehand, any good office will tell you, like, don't take things like blood thinners, um, which are like aspirin, Advil, et cetera, and some other vitamins and minerals. Um, fish you know, oil. Yeah, fish oil. Fish if it's oil. around the time of the month, it's going to be a little bit more mm. painful. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you're a little more sensitive. I don't know if you've noticed I that. I feel like we've talked about that. Yeah. But, like, when you're on your period, you just feel pain more because you're already, like, your hormones are already like, ah, everything hurts. <laughs> Interesting. So don't go get Botox on your period. That's really helpful. It makes it, it makes it, but sometimes people just come in like, I don't know why I keep coming in at this time, but it just, <laughs> the way it works out. Like, and like, don't wear makeup, right? That's another thing. Yeah. Too. You don't need to come in with a full face of makeup. I came yeah. out natural for yeah, you, thank Dr. You very Nima, much. just because I knew I wanted you to fuck me up. <laughs> but okay. So you come in, what can people expect pain wise? Because I think everyone's so afraid of needles. Yeah. I am not. I think it feels good, but I'm oh, also yeah. a freaking nature. Sick. Yeah, yeah, I like that shit. <laughs> uh, we have lots of cool tools to reduce the discomfort. We used to use numbing cream. Oh yeah, the you didn't use numbing cream. No, we stopped using it because with this and ice, it worked better, and people don't swell as much. This you know? is what you're pointing to: is a tiny little gold. It looks like a pen, could be a pocket rocket, and it's got like a. It's a golden vibration it's a device. Golden vibration device. We call it a vibration device. Yes. Sure. Yeah. But it vibrates really strongly. So when you're doing an injection, you just place this thing next to it. Right, and it kind of distracts you. It kind of takes your. It attention. takes the edge off, like at least eighty to ninety percent of the edge off. Wow. So no numbing cream. Even for lips, you know. Then wow. the other thing, instead of needles, we use these things called cannulas, which are like needles, but they're softer at the tip. Oh. So we do a little numbing injection, like a little tiny local uh -huh. one, and then this thing slides underneath, and you're able to layer. So it looks nicer. You won't bruise, especially mm -hmm. if you do like under eyes. Mm -hmm, that's a big um, one. You're not going to walk out with black and blue eyes for two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. should people expect? Like, I remember one time I came here and we did a lot. Yeah. And I remember getting back to the car and I was like, oh, like I just had a lot done. I need to like sit down for a couple minutes rather than go, go, go to the next meeting. So maybe give like a tiny bit of buffer time just to let yourself relax. Or do you have a lot of people that like go from here straight to work into the gym? If it's just like one area that, yeah, yeah. that's true. But like, you're right. I think, yeah. I think I know the time you're talking about yep. where, uh, <laughs> we did like my yeah. back, my head, my everything. Yeah. And then after all that, like, you know, just like you need to relax yeah because you're ten yeah. you're you're tense whether you know it or not like if you practice mindfulness and meditation maybe you can use the breathing techniques while you're getting it done but i think a lot of people are just sitting here like they're in a dentist chair like oh fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> oh my god and it's emotionally taxing yeah a little bit unless you're a freak like me and you like it yeah but we'll, we'll do some breathing techniques too like yeah. you know just like yoga like i have you breathe in and then by the time you're exhaling that's when we do the injection and it oh. that also takes the edge off too okay yeah. so let's talk a little bit about going into like a surgery center so what are some uh treatments or surgeries that you do that require going under sure so um you know i only do facial procedures and the things i like to do going under are 
noses, uh, revision and regular rhinoplasty. You know, facelifts are nice because it's a little bit of a longer surgery and you want to be like comfortable for it. Um, a chin implant you can technically do under local, but some people, you know, they're if, like, put me out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's a little bit extra financially for it, if you can mm-hmm. afford it, then mm-hmm. it's so much nicer with anesthesia. Mm-hmm. It goes faster. I don't have to concentrate on keeping you as comfortable mm-hmm. with like, mm-hmm. you, you inject local, but et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you go to sleep. We have wonderful anesthesiologists from Cedar sinai who oh, come in. Oh, the best doctor in Los Angeles. Yes. And... <laughs> And you wake up feeling recovered. And we have a uh, our surgery center is accredited like a hospital, so wow. it's the strictest standard you can get. Right. Um, that bitch is clean. That, it's clean. It smells like antiseptic. They surprise your ass with inspections. <laughs> no yeah. way. Yeah, they drop in. They're like, "Hey, we're here to inspect you." And holy shit! So you always have to be on point. That means your paperwork. You know everything. Clean. You know, it's a lot. Yeah, I just yeah. have to imagine there's not like a single hair in that room. No, just some flies. That's it. <laughs> just kidding. So after you do something like a big surgery, like that and you have the recovery time how much of the surgeries that you do require like follow-up appointments like how how much time should you be expected to be like hanging out with you oh uh forever yeah Yeah, what's your patient here um usually like from for most surgeries it's like i see you a week later uh, about a month later three months six months and then yearly for as long as you want to come see me yeah you know, just, just get a little bit here a little yeah. bit there i mean i do this for like the connection because yeah. in plastic surgery i can spend like a whole hour with a patient wow. you know because i don't yeah. have to see everybody every five minutes like right. a primary care doctor does and right. and it's cool i get to know people you know like just well, like the first you time i yeah. saw you we you almost set me up on like a date with your friend and i was like oh, yeah. this is fucking great <laughs> you know so many single hot successful dudes <laughs> in los angeles you're like kind of a matchmaker yeah. Yeah, you probably get to meet a lot of interesting people, huh? Oh, yeah, it's it's great. It's do people job. like fly in to see you? I know that's a big thing for some doctors. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're it's that it's special. it's it's a really you know that's I don't take that for granted ever. I mean, mm. I have people who fly in from around the country. I've had wow. some couple of people fly in internationally for rhinoplasties and surgery. Because you're the guy. It's it's nice being in Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I'm being modest. I don't. This yeah. is the mecca. I'm yeah. allowed to blow up your spot. I think you're great. <laughs> I want everyone to know how wonderful you do at your job. But that is something that I'm seeing expanding too. Is doctors that are in the mecca of Beverly Hills will open up a, a side business in like Atlanta. Did you do yeah. that? Yeah, I went to Atlanta for a little bit. Yeah, because oh. I have a I have a client over there. But you know, in general, like it's it's nice to have to stay in one place. But what right? do you mean you have a client over there? So you open up a whole office. I have a I have a great client. She would fly in like every three months. Along like it was like a, a few people, not just one, but mm. I probably have like about at the time maybe like eight or ten people would mm. come in. So I'm like, oh, I'll go over there one time and, uh, Get and them see all how done. it goes. Yeah. yeah. But it's just you know I'm a small office. I just need more people, more resources to make right. it work a little bit better. So what are your thoughts on like Kylie Jenner? I mean, you cannot. <laughs> It's positive. I'm, I'm not a really negative person. No, I mean, no, you're, you're, yeah, you know, you're, yeah, I'm really always, positive, right? Yeah. No, this wasn't a trap. Yeah. This was like, I truly want to know as a doctor, like, what she's done for the community. Are you seeing people come in that are like a lot younger now? Like, I have to imagine Beverly Hills moms bring their daughters in at a young age. Like, that was the thing at my school in the South was like, really? when you turn 16, you got your nose job, and <laughs> wow, that was like yeah. your birthday present. Wow. So, like, what do you think she's done? Do you think she looks good? Is she a positive influence? Is it, like, hurting body image? Like, I know that's loaded. Sure. That's, it's very loaded. Number yeah. one, I mean, her transformation is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. from where she was to where she is. And, you know, one thing is I think that, like, it shows you the power of, like, if you're financially blessed, mm-hmm. you can 
look, you can buy hotness. You can, you can, yeah, yeah. exactly. You right. totally, totally can do that. You know, and that's, that's kind of unfair, yeah. but, but yeah. The, but yeah. also not, because if you have money, like, why should you be shamed for also, exactly. like, you would yeah. do the same thing. It's kind of yes. how I think about it. Like, people hate on her. I'm like, bitch, you would do the same yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah, sure, you'd love yourself. I'm sure she loves herself. I'm sure, too. Right. I'm sure, too. I think, she, I mean, she looks very, very pretty, and her transformation, I think, is, is gorgeous. And, you know, but it's just like anything else. Some people like sushi, and some people don't. So, yeah. like, you know, some people like her body type and the way she looks, and mm-hmm. it's not for everybody else. And mm-hmm. I think, in general, like, to be a better person yourself, like... Mm-hmm. You just don't judge. Why judge other amen. people? You know what I mean? Oh my God. Amen. I know that that like uh, article just came out that what is that really annoying trainer who's super popular? Tony Robbins? Not the oh. not the guy, but he's problematic. But the girl, Julian Jacobs. Is that a thing? Oh. Th- no. Jul- Julian Huff? No. No. She's like a famous trainer. She did extreme body makeover for like. Oh gosh. Oh fuck. What is her name? I think she's lesbian. Okay. Ugh, anyway, she came out being like this body positivity movement is glamorizing obesity. And I was like, bitch, first of all, why the fuck do you care about why other people feel a certain way about their type of body? I know you built your business and career off of making fat people feel bad about themselves. But like, first of all, why the fuck do you care? Second of all, why are we saying people feeling better about themselves is a negative (laughs) thing? And third of all, there's been so many studies that have come out that show talking about obesity that links to people's health or, or their happiness and, and that most thin, you know, air quoting people are way more fucking unhappy and unhealthy (laughs) than someone in a larger body. I'm sorry. And rant, but you know, I'm a little bit passionate about this subject, but you're not in the business for that kind of thing. You're not in it to make people feel bad. And, and, and like, we don't all need to be the same person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like this world would be boring if everybody was exactly like you. Yeah. Like we all look like AI robots. Yeah. Why? Like, what's the point? Like if, you know, if you're not bothering anybody or hurting anybody, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? And I think that's the way I look at the Kardashians too. Like, you know, from a, from a family, like, I I mean, I think they have a lot of positive qualities. They're, Mm. They're a functioning family. They fight with each other, but what family doesn't? doesn't sure. And they make up and get together. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they have a certain lifestyle that people idolize. And like, yeah, you don't have to be exactly like them, but no. but like, you also don't have to like judge them and like think that like, oh, if we killed them off, then like yeah. the world would be a better place. No, it wouldn't. Because you know what? If it wasn't the Kardashians, it would be fucking someone yeah, else. Yeah, they're this, just a mirror. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a mirror. You're so right. Yeah. It's just a mirror of like what society wants. Like we're constantly trying to better ourselves and how we do that and how media shapes our thoughts about what that looks like. It's going to that's how we function as a society until the next world war happens and everyone is wiped out and we start anew. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and I don't want to, yeah. And I don't want to like say like, oh, they should be killed off. No, I, I no. like them. I like them as a no, family. Pe- My wife watches. Them. Yeah. People yeah. fucking hate them. People think they are responsible for like, teenage suicide and depression and it's like bitch she's just living in mind in her own goddamn business and yeah. she's you know the the kardashians are starting to get in the movement of activism and stuff so i think that they're kind of riding the wave of like what they see yeah it's just what it's just want. with great power comes great responsibility and they're and you know like just, that's yeah. nobody's perfect you yeah. know what i mean so Fun question. Yeah. Can you like tell when someone's had plastic surgery? Like when you meet someone, are you first like nose, eyes, titties, liposuction, <laughs> feet? Like, do you scan or do you? Are you a human? Uh, I'm usually human, but sometimes <laughs> some of it is is like you know you just can't help sometimes. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've probably been through oh, yeah. it too. But but when I see like good work or like a nice nose, I'm like, oh, that, that looks really. That, that's almost like an inspiration. People always think I've had a nose job. It's cute. 
it's fucked up. It's tiny. Yeah, it's just, but I think it's a little I, button nose. Yeah, I got I got head butted in soccer when I was a kid, and I don't know if that's what did it, but I it's very bony. It's not. But people always say like, "Oh, you had a nose job." I'm like, "No." <laughs> and so what if you did? Yeah, yeah. And so what if I did? <laughs> yeah, I need you more as like a life coach than my plastic surgeon. Um, so when you see a bad nose job, are you like? Here's my card, or would you never do? That? <laughs> no, I never. I'm, you know who I am. Like I would never. Yeah. yeah. And again, some people. I've had some people come in and they're like, like this loaded question. What would you fix about me? Yeah. And like, I mean, this person had an obvious like, and this is someone I've been seeing for a while. And I was like, um, how about like a little bit of filler? No, no. This is. Per- I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. Back off. That's why. That's yeah. why I don't like to do it because even though a lot of people say like just point out what you think is wrong or tell me what I can do to improve. They're not as receptive as they. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, what are you, what are you going, what are you modeling that after? You don't want everyone to look the same. So yeah. like your opinion of like, Ooh, a little cheek here is this. It's not like, there's not one end result. It's just your opinion at yeah. the end of the day. That's really crazy. And that's what makes it artistic. That's the best part yeah. is like when I'm coming in, it's not I'm just looking at your nose or whatever. It's, what's your personality like how are you tall like which way do you look and i try to just accentuate like those parts of your face to make it more attractive so glad you (laughs) agreed to be on this because i'm gonna be honest i think when i first thought of this i was like "Ooh, i don't want people to think that i'm like glamorizing like if you hate yourself fucking do something about it but like i kind of am like if you hate something do something (laughs) about it but like i think also people think of plastic surgeons especially in beverly hills as these douchey, older, fast car driving, Rolex doing, like, and plasticky themselves. Yes. Whenever yeah. I go into other plastic surgeons' office, the first thing I do is look at their staff. Yeah. I'm like, if they're fucked up, I'm leaving. Like, if this bitch has got too much cat eye and she's frozen and like, maybe that's a little judgmental. The opposite of what you just said. It's I not, ju- it's do, not, it's not but... being judgmental. No, that's okay. that's that. I think is like okay. I'm going into like, for a certain look it's research, and if I'm not vibing with them, then yeah. yeah. And your staff is all gorge. Thank you. Of all ages, very diverse. Like you really hire like across the board. Is that important to you when you're hiring? Like you've had the same. Some of the same ladies have been here forever. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I tell patients that. Um, Look at a plastic surgeon staff. They have access to, mm-hmm. the, like, finances is not an issue because, like, in yeah. general, they can get, like, free filler, Botox, yeah. everything. But And it just speaks to the plastic surgeon's artistic eye. So mm. if they're coming in and pumping them full up of Botox and filling, they look like crap, then, yeah. you know. It's you, like they're practicing. Like, they're dull. Yeah, then you don't want to end up like that. If you give <laughs> right. them enough money, you'll look like that, too. Yeah. Well, I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought up money as we round up towards the end. And sure. stay tuned, kids, because we're you're going to get to watch me get Botox, by the way, if you're watching this on youtube.com slash Kelsey Dara. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the finance thing because a lot of the questions that I had, like I said earlier, was about financing and how to make something like this, like honestly, a life changing procedure accessible to everybody. Like we're in our bubble, we're in our Beverly Hills area, but I know that like, that's not necessarily your job. You don't come in here and talk to me about insurance and stuff, but like one of your staff members was the person who was like, Hey, you can like have Dr. Nima write a medically necessary note to like the insurance and they'll send the Botox over and that's how you get it covered. And I was like, bitch, I would have never known that if you hadn't have told me. So how do you as a doctor, if you ever do have to think about finances with your patients, if someone comes in and is like, I don't have any money, help me. What advice do you give to someone who really can't afford it, but like really wants it? Yeah. 
Uh, it's a tough question. Um, for for me, I I don't treat like I don't treat anybody coming in the, as if they have unlimited resources. Mm. And whatever you get done, I'm gonna stretch stretch out your dollar. You know, whether you're a billionaire or not. Because um, one, I don't want to pump you up full of unnecessary mm-hmm. product. Um, but two, it's just why waste? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as like affording stuff, it just depends. I mean, part of it is. You know, you may just need to save, and I think it's worth it to spend a little bit extra for mm-hmm. because they say like a you know an, an amateur sorry a professional is expensive, an amateur will cost you a fortune. Yeah. Have you heard that oh, before? Oh no, but I love that's yeah. exactly what I mean by don't get a cheap cheap tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> especially something permanent like no it's surgery. You know, place. like yeah. you know rhinoplasty. You need to go to someone who does a lot of rhinoplasty. Yeah. You know, same thing with boob jobs or lipo. Like yeah, it's not like someone who does everything. I don't think you could be good at right. At, at no, everything. specialty yeah. is much more. And when you're doing your research, just a quick little plug about how to find a good plastic Please. surgeon. You you know, the board certifications and the qualifications are very confusing. Mm. And like, it'll probably spend mm-hmm. 30 minutes talking about it. <laughs> but, you know, being a board certified plastic surgeon versus being a board certified surgeon or yeah. cosmetic surgeon are oh. two completely different things. So, oh. yes, I know it's it's really confusing and you need to do your research yeah. going in. Um but again, that's probably no. spent 30 minutes well, talking about Well, I think a, a lot of people, well, at least in my life, the way we find surgeons is word of mouth. Yeah. Like I was at a surgery center last week with a friend and there was a girl in the waiting room and we got to talking like, what are you getting done? <laughs> and she was like, I really want to get my nose done. And I was like, you got to go to Dr. Nima. And she's like, who? Thank you. I was like, he is the nose guy. <laughs> go see this guy. Go get it. Go get his opinion. Sure. Do whatever you want. But you have to go to Dr. Nima. I feel like that's how at least women talk because when you get that confidence boost and you get that trust filled with someone, like I have no problem recommending you to people. I know that you're kind and compassionate and it's rare to find someone who also does surgery that is so soft during non anesthesia treatments yeah because what happens is a lot of doctors who are plastic surgeons are used to the patient being knocked unconscious so they can just fucking hammer away and do whatever the fuck they want so then when they come to a live patient in the room like this you're like wait what the fuck why is he so rough but you are very gentle which is rare thank you you're welcome (laughs) okay so rounding out this podcast confidants i'm so sad that we have to end this because i just am obsessed with talking to you i think you're so wonderful and so great what is some last pieces of advice to I, I mean our audience's young women mm-hmm. uh, who are thinking about plastic surgery whether it be for a cosmetic or someone like me chronic pain sure uh, a couple pieces of advice do your research I would say the before and after pictures and reviews are fantastic for that um, get at least two opinions but probably not more than three like mm. otherwise you get that paralysis analysis like you know if you have too many options Ooh, then you can't make a decision cooks in the kitchen you, you're gonna be able to feel it like mm. I think when you meet someone that okay this person understands my vibe etc if you can see like a proposed after like get an idea of like ideally you know what is a surgeon's kind of like idea of what what, what they want it to be um, Go with your gut. I like yeah. that. You, you you feel a lot more, you know, there's a lot of instinct involved. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like plastic surgeons know what they're doing, right? Like they'll come in and be like this, 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 and this. And you, you're almost like with an authoritative figure. And yeah. you can feel a little uh, small in the room. And you're like, yeah. I, yeah, intimidated is the word. But so I think the best piece of advice that I've learned from seeing you so much is find a doctor who doesn't make you feel intimidated in the yeah. room because that will make the experience and how you feel about all of this shit 
it's a fucking world of a difference now. Yeah, because you want to have a great experience. I mean, yeah. that's really it. Like you don't want to fear yeah. going to it. It's not like a dentist appointment. You're not just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, yay! I get to go get Botox today. <laughs> it's such a positive thing for my life. So. Dr. Nima, thank you so very much for speaking with me. This was so exciting, so informative. Where do you want to be found if people are looking for the best nose job of their life? You can find me on <laughs> Instagram, Dr. Nima, D-R-N-I-M-A underscore M-D. Or my website is Eos, E-O-S. So Eos is the Greek goddess of dawn. I was going to ask what yeah. that meant. He's, it's supposed to represent a new day or a new you. and Cute. And sunrise is my favorite time of day. So, yeah, I name my practice after Eos. Yeah, Eos Rejuvenation. Or Eos Plastic Surgery is easier to spell. Yeah, you're everywhere. And your website's beautiful. All that new video stuff. Who did that? Uh, Fur Media. Oh, okay. I'll have to hit them up. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much, Confidants. Don't forget to rate this on iTunes Five Stars. That always is very helpful. You can email us at confidentlyinsecurepodcast at gmail.com. And always be sure to drop us a line at confidentlypod on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next week thank you so much bye, bye. <laughs> oh wait wait not bye what? stay tuned if you're watching you get a special little video of you giving me botox perfect okay yeah so if you're on audio sorry this is goodbye but if you're on video stay tuned <laughs> <laughs>